You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode, where today, as always, we are here to consider how we can experience more joy in our relationships. I had another episode all ready to go for today, but I'm going to save it for next week because something came up just the other night I want to share with you because of its timeliness and because it illustrates an important relationship principle. It's about finding joy in a relationship in the most unlikely of places. So stick around and listen, especially near the end where I describe a connection between four different relationships 98 years apart, a connection that is bringing me joy during a difficult time I'm going through right now. I share it because this same joy is available to you during the difficult times that you are going through or will go through. So here's a story. This episode is airing on Wednesday, April 8th, 2020, in the middle of Holy Week. But I'm putting it together on Palm Sunday, the beginning of the week. It's a particularly meaningful Palm Sunday for my wife Janet and me because it's the first Palm Sunday Janet's mother is spending in heaven with Jesus. Elda died last Saturday night at the age of 96. In the midst of this most significant loss for us, we couldn't be happier for her. Decades ago, Elda surrendered her life to Jesus, and as all people of faith know, when we make this decision, our ultimate destiny is a heavenly home with God and His Son for all of eternity. The contrast between that reality and Elda's life for the past 12 years with Alzheimer's disease could not be more stark. We first noticed it when she got lost taking our grandson Nathan for a walk when he was a toddler, just a few blocks from his home. She couldn't find her way back. Fortunately, she stopped into a school building and they called our daughter to tell her what had happened. It gradually got worse and worse. Before Janet's dad died 11 years ago, They were sometimes taking each other's medications until Janet discovered it. After her dad died, we moved her to an assisted living facility. Then she started to wander, and they kicked her out, and we had to find another place for her. Elda was the subject of episode two of this podcast back in November of 2018. And you can go back to that if if you're interested in hearing more about what I appreciated in my relationship with my mother-in-law. There were so many issues with her care over the last 12 years that weighed both Janet and me down. Here are a few of them. Feeling guilt at times for not having her live with us like some families do. Poor care at the various facilities she was living in because of the constant turnover in staff. Time-consuming reporting requirements for Medicaid. Then there's a tussle with the VA over veterans' benefits that still hasn't been settled. 
several trips to the ER in the middle of the night for one thing or another, and then worrying about whether or not the assisted living facility would accept her uh, when she was discharged. Janet coming home on occasion and crying after being with her mom and seeing the decline in deaths of other residents of the facility, not to mention the decline of her own mother. On two separate occasions, another resident in the facility hitting Elda across the face. A roommate making living conditions very uncomfortable for Elda and visiting times for Janet most unpleasant. Her mother begging Janet not to leave her when it was time for Janet to head for home and it breaking Janet's heart at the time. Taking Elda to the eye doctor for an hour appointment that took two-thirds of the day because of the logistics of getting her in and out of the car and back and forth to the doctor and all the paperwork involved. And through everything, Elda was as pleasant as good can be. Because of her dementia, she had almost no awareness of the drama going on around her or the strain on Janet. She would be appalled if she knew the toll that this was taking on her daughter. Many of you with elderly parents have similar stories. Ours is not unique. It comes with the territory. We could all have a reality show together about this. Maybe get a bus and go on tour together. But there have been many good things, too. The sparks of joy when her mother would smile at Janet and say she loved her. And when she and Janet would do a duet of You Are My Sunshine. I posted that on Facebook not too long ago. And then there were the last two days of Elda's life just recently, before she transitioned, as they call it. The facility was admitting no one because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But they called Janet and strongly encouraged her to come to visit her mother. So without giving it much thought, we decided I would just drive her out there. They allowed her to stay in Elda's room and even to spend the night on Friday night. They were so kind and compassionate with Janet. They brought her food and water and were just just so gracious with her. Well, Janet saw lots of agitation in Elda. She was calling out for her own mother. She was making lots of babbling sounds. Janet could see her breathing, slowing down. And then the nurse came in on several occasions for injections of morphine. The hospice nurse was there paying a visit and doing what she could. Then there was this beautiful moment of Janet FaceTiming with her sister Jeannie in North Carolina so she could say goodbye to her mother from a distance. And then Janet and Jeannie chatting away like they did when they were kids with her mom lying in her bed, taking it all in, and not taking it all in. Throughout the day on Saturday, Janet saw a steady decline, and the hospice nurse saying death was imminent. One eye opens, the other shut. Her mouth opens, and then closes. And then, then, there was a peace that came over Elda, and the smile across her face. A smile that Janet said was her mother's signature smile. 
a smile she will remember forever. And then the calm that came over Janet's heart as she watched her mother slowly leave her body, her home for the past 96 years, to move on to her new heavenly home for the rest of eternity. Well, I came to pick up Janet from the facility that Saturday night, a little before midnight after Elda had passed on to the next life. On the way home, Janet talked several times of the peace she had and how her mother's end could not have gone any better. We spoke of the joy of holy moments like this, even in the midst of sadness and loss. Janet said it felt like 16 tons had been lifted from her shoulders. When we got home, I asked her if I could share the joy that I felt. Sure, Janet said. I said, do you remember what day it is? Well, yes, Janet said. It's April 4th. Then pausing, she said, oh, it's the same day we found Jesus so many years ago. That's right, I said. I was thinking about the April 4th connection all day. It brought me back to a passage in the book I wrote several years ago. Uh, The book is called Them, The Richer Life Found in Caring for Others. And I just want to read a little bit from it about this April 4th connection. This is about the time when Janet and I made our commitment to Jesus as 19-year-old college freshmen. And we had attended a meeting of a campus ministry and when we, where we made that commitment. And, and here's what I write in, in the book. After leaving the meeting that evening in the student union, we noticed something very odd. All the TVs were turned on, which was unusual for this era, long before CNN and the 24-hour news cycle of the present day. All the networks were broadcasting the late-breaking news of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. earlier that afternoon. We all stood stunned, our eyes glued to the TV screens. His life ended in Memphis, Tennessee on April 4th, 1968, the same day my life, Janet's life, our spiritual life, began in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Janet and I met life the same day he met death. And as I learned many years later, April 4th was also the birth date of Jack E. Bird, my birth father. He celebrated his 46th birthday, the same day I celebrated my spiritual birth. And while I'm writing now, about 46 years later. The coincidence between these events still chills me. Well, it chilled me then, and it chills me now. Here we had my birth father, born on April 4th, 1922, and then Janet and I becoming Christ followers, April 4th, 1968. And Martin Luther King loses his life on April 4th, 1968. And now Elda Mullane inherits her new life for the rest of eternity April 4th, 2020. Of all the 366 days in 2020, for God to call Elda home to him on April 4th 
is for me a picture of God with a great big smile on his face, pouring a big tall glass of joy and sliding it down the counter to me and saying something along the lines of, Here, son, drink up. I got this. Your Elda is getting fitted right now with a new body that includes a heart that works perfectly well and a new brain that remembers everything. She's remembering everything. I know you're sad. I know you'll miss her. And I also know I also know you want the best for her. But this is her day, her moment in the sun. On April 4th, just like it was your day and Janet's day on your April 4th, 52 years ago. So drink up and enjoy the joy. And happy April 4th to every one of us. You wouldn't think you'd find joy on a deathbed. But if you're a person of faith, and so is your loved one, it's there if you just focus and look for it. Well, if you forget everything else from today's episode, here's the one thing I hope you remember. It's this. When we know Jesus well, even in the midst of grief or unspeakable sorrow, joy can be found in one of the most difficult relationships of all, our relationship with the death of a loved one who knows Jesus too. Well, what can we all do in response to today's show? I think it involves asking ourselves a couple of questions. How are we living today that is preparing us for our last days on earth? What can we do now while there is still time to foster our relationship with God that will give confidence to those we leave behind that our final destination will be with Jesus in heaven? In closing, I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. And now for our relationship quote of the week. It comes from the Chronicles of Narnia, written by C.S. Lewis, particularly the last battle. And here's what Lewis says. All their life in the world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and title page. Now at last they were beginning chapter one of the great story which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. And that is what is happening with Elda right now. Every chapter is better than the one before. And may when your time comes and my time comes, we'll have the confidence to know that we are beginning chapter one that will go on for all of eternity. Well, that's all for today. See you next week. Goodbye for now.